Welcome back to the Wizard Staff. I'm your host, Guy. And I'm Blake. And we are two drunk novices who like to talk about EDH. We drink and swear as to you've been warned. Please drink responsibly when you're talking about children's card games. Tonight, we're talking about the wackiest of the wackiest of the wackiest magic cards. The new Unsanctioned Legends. <laughs> Woo! What is unsanctioned? Well, unsanctioned is the newest addition to the uncard. What's an uncard? Oh my goodness, look at this. So, <laughs> uncards are the silver border magic cards that you see. And around magic's fourth or fifth year, a set of quote-unquote joke cards were pitched as a parody of the game. These cards were to have a silver border around them and contain art that often broke the frame, including obscene amount of text, random normals, and quirky rules. The first set unglued had about 94 cards, and it was super popular. And that ultimately led to the second set, Unhinged, which went up to 141 cards, then a couple of years later, we got Unstable, which, within recent memory, Blake and I were both playing Magic at that time. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that had about 216-ish cards, and that's the official Wikipedia description, 216-ish cards. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize that they were, like, I didn't realize they were, like, incrementally increasing each time. Yes, they just get more popular and more popular, and I think the demand... Because it's kind of a break from the normal magic. Magic is taken so seriously from so many people, but this is a time where we can all sit down, kind of like make fun of the things that have happened. Like, I bet you in our next unset, we're just going to get a bunch of elk jokes. Like, I think that'll probably come up as... Ooh, I would love that. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Rub some salt in the wound. So, Mark Rosewater, the head designer, has often said that these cards are what normal black border magic cannot do but they could be introductions to what they might be able to do in the future and unglued was the first set to include the full art lands an idea that was pitched multiple times by the original artist of black lotus christopher rush since then each unset has included new variations of the border borderless lands and blake have you seen those new lands yeah i think they're pretty cool like i don't know Whenever like a new full art land comes out, it's just like, all right, it's it's more options that people have to like customize and make their deck personal. I know some people are a little sad that these are not going to be in foil. No, they're going to be in foil. You get if you order the box, you can get two of each in foil, and then you get no, sorry, you get one of each in foil, and then I think you get two of each unfoiled. So I think you get. 15 total, three of each, one being in foil. Oh, then I'm, never mind then. There is the other, like, normal kind of lands that you see in, like, almost every magic set that are, you know, they have, the, like, the symbol on the card. It's like a vanilla land almost. And the ones that are coming out with this set, there's, like, this 
cute little Easter egg where each one has like a, a squirrel hidden in it. I tried to find them. I could not find them at all. I could find most even of when, them. Even, even when I was told where they were, I was like, I still don't see it, man. I think the swamp one is the hardest one to find. The swamp in the forest, I definitely had a hard time finding, but the island's pretty obvious. The plains is pretty po obvious, and the mountain was pretty obvious and i yeah i, I just had to kind of I, li I like i like to think that i'm not dumb and you're just very good at like looking at art because you like went to art school <laughs> that's the way i like to think of it instead yeah okay <laughs> but so anyone who doesn't get the joke though but the squirrels are often referred to as a joke creature they were tried to they were introduced in the original black border magic however r&d kind of said squirrels a creature type magic eh, it doesn't really make so much sense like they're not magical they're just things you find all the time so they yeah, didn't want to push it too much corn in the backyard can make them appear. yeah they didn't want to push them too much so they were kind of just like what okay no 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 <laughs> but here and there we get squirrels and black border magic but they often more times will appear in the silver border sets we get a bunch of those this year all right so what is unsanctioned so we got unglued unhinged unstable now unsanctioned unsanctioned is a silver bordered box set marketed as a ready to play unset experience it will be released on leap day february 2019 2020 the set combines reprints from previous unsets with 16 new uncards, and it will have this wrestling match kind of flavor. The set consists of five 30-card pre-constructed monocolored decks, each designed to synergize with one another in unique and surprising ways. Each player combines two decks into one 60-card deck, and faces off against another combined deck for some wacky gameplay that stretches the limits of what magic can do. The new cards, three in each deck, and one appearing in all the decks, were designed very much with Commander and Cube in mind, which is why we're talking about it tonight. Uh, that, that segues perfectly into the question I was going to ask. Like, Do you think people will actually want to buy this? A lot of people are going to want to buy this. Unsets are popular. You're gonna get the full art, really pretty lands. <laughs> the real question is, when we had Unstable come out, they did that little, oh, for two months we'll let silver border cards be legal. Yeah, they're gonna a do few that exceptions. again. Yeah, will they do that again with Unsanctioned? And you know that'll kind of boost the the sales run sanction it'll spice up gameplay and commander we're going to talk about them but we got six new legendaries and people will then be able to build decks around them so I, I i don't want to be a stick in the mud like i love this product but like i am a commander player where it's like i don't really want to play against this i like playing all black order commander <laughs> i don't think i've i mean i am now very much like i've settled into a play group specifically if we all said like let's build silver border decks i would all i would totally be up for that i do understand where you're coming from is that you want your magic to be magic but i think if you you know 
have a silver border deck and after like a long day of playing just quote unquote normal black border magic it would be fun to sit down and do a silver border kind of thing yeah and who knows like maybe it's the end of the night I've had like two or three drinks already and I'm like alright I don't care anymore I've already won one or two games let's do it I'm a, I'm not going to be a stick in the mud too much I don't think I mentioned this in the introduction, but this is a pregame episode, so we're going to keep this short and light, and we hope you guys have a great time. Alright, so let's roll right in to the new legendaries. Blake, would you like to start us off with our first one? Alright, we have Circadian Night Owl, already starting off with a pun, two puns actually, great. It is three white-white legendary creature, Bird Knight. It has Night Lifelink. Damage dealt by knights you control also causes you to gain that much life. And it then has two activated abilities. White, uh, Sir Cadian, Night Owl gains vigilance until end of turn. Activates this ability only from sunrise to sunset. And then for black, Circadian Night Owl gains flying until end of turn. Activate this ability only from sunset to sunrise. I think right off the bat that... The second ability, giving it flying, is going to be much more relevant because, like, you're not, like, you know, people go to work and, like, they work all day and then they go play magic more towards, like, evening and nighttime. So you can. Are you telling me that you don't go to work and play Magic the Gathering? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I look at cards when I'm on my break or something, but, like, not when. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you, but I definitely think there will be times, like, during a command fest or something along those kind of natures, where if you did bring this and, like, say you got to play it, like, this would be relevant. It's cool, but I like the flavor. You know, it's vigilant during the day, and then, you know, on nighttime it goes on the hunt. Could go in your Sir Gwen deck if people are cool and can say, yeah, yeah that's, you that's can the, the real knight. reason. That's the real reason we had knights in Throne of Eldraine. It wasn't just to like make people hyped about knights again. It was for this un, un- card. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of how like in Pokemon, sometimes in the games, the video games at least, nighttime and daytime play a kind of a part in like what Pokemon you can find and what Pokemon can evolve. So, like, Eevee, I think, originally could only evolve into Espeon during the day. Then Umbreon, if it were at nighttime. It's cool because it just kind of changes the abilities. I, that's not the case anymore, but, you know, it's still, it's nice. I had no idea that's how the how that happened. Well, that's cool. Hmm? Yeah. All right, so we're moving on to... Oh, the other thing, I guess, before moving on from Circadian... But we got five enemy-colored legendaries, and then one Wooberg. So you notice that Circadian has black in its activated ability, so white-black enemy colors. Moving on to Alexander Clamilton. (laughs) Alexander Clamilton. My name is Alexander Clamilton, and there's a million things I haven't done. Just you wait. God. <laughs> Two and a blue legendary creature, <laughs> clam folk advisory rebel. Zero four. Whenever you cast a wordy spell, scry two. A spell is wordy if it has four or more 
lines of rules text. Mm -hmm. One in a red, choose target creature you don't control. Reveal the target reveal the top card of your library. Alexander Clamilton gets plus X plus zero until end of turn, where X is the number of lines of rules text of the revealed card. Alexander Clamilton fights that creature. He's the clam that's non-stop. <laughs> I like in the art how the gun is a water gun, since I know magic has had a very iffy history of like including real guns and a water gun kind of makes sense in this scenario it's pretty like overkill like they're making it very obvious that this is a toy gun it's like bright red with like huge giant Mm -hmm. blue water containers Mm -hmm. i mean it would have been kind of funny if it were a nerf gun because you know how hasbro Mm -hmm. is hasbro owns both nerf and uh wizards of the coast but and, and that actually actually I was thinking about it earlier today and I think it would have been cool if they could have incorporated like nerf guns into this where it's like tap and then you have a duel with your opponent like you go outside you you both have your nerf guns take some steps and then draw play shoot you, play play Yu-Gi-Oh instead no no no, no. so the idea I know is you if you I'm just being dumb okay well, the idea is if you want to build a really good Alexander Clamilton deck, you would include Yu-Gi-Oh cards just because they are literal novellas <laughs> on the card. Like, the text is like 0.2 font <laughs> and has like over 100 words. It's ridiculous. Yeah, just, just like look at, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it, like like just any pendulum monster, <laughs> just like any yeah even, any even the van- even the vanillas, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but any old magic card too. Like I was talking, animate dead, Shaharazad, chains of Mephistopheles. Those those older magic cards also tend to have quite a bit of text on them. They weren't as yeah. concise, but yeah, but. Like, if this was the commander, you couldn't run any of those cards. And so I was thinking, like, oh, mono blue? Why don't you do mono blue planeswalkers? Because most of them have, like, at least three abilities. And then each line of ability is usually at least one or more lines. Eh? But you could at least throw in red planeswalkers, too. Yeah, if it's, like, not your commander, though. I'm, like, thinking of these cards as the commander. If Alexander Clamilton is your commander, though, you can have red planeswalkers. Oh my god, you red. can! All right, yeah, totally. See, that's what I was saying. That. Like, <laughs> these are enemy, so it's blue red. I just want to say I'm really bad at like analyzing <laughs> Silver Border. You can really tell, especially if you listen to like our My Little Pony episode. Like, it's taken me like four and a half years just to even become mediocre at analyzing cards for EDH, and it's like, oh, now we're just gonna throw all those rules out of the way, and now just like try and analyze silver border cards do it you dumb fuck and i'm like no i can't do it i'm not smart well 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 how's the turntables (laughs) i give my shitty opinions when it comes to analyzing black border magic but it seems that i have become the master when it comes to the cards that don't actually matter when it comes to edh it's your time to shine the day has come for your glory my time to shine Mm -hmm. 
All right, move on on to the next card. This one is pretty exciting. All right. You know why? Why? Well, read the card and then I'll. Okay. <laughs> <you. laughs> Your tease. All right. A corny. A, uh, I should have practiced this name. A Cornelia fashionable filcher. It is three and a black legendary creature squirrel. It's a three three that has whenever you cast a spell with a with a squirrel in its art, you get an acorn counter. Whenever a squirrel you control enters the battlefield or dies, you get an acorn counter. And then it has two activated abilities. Two and a black, pay X and an acorn counter. Target creature gets negative X, negative X until end of turn. And then there's also green, pay X and an acorn counter. Target creature gets plus X, plus X until end of turn. It's a squirrel. Wait, maybe I didn't write the notes, but what is X? Oh, like plus X, plus X and minus X? That's a pump effect. Right, but like, where does the X come from? Oh, pay X acorn counters. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I see. I was not reading that correctly. (laughs) See, these cards are hard. It's like, my tiny brain can't handle this. No, I mean, okay, whatever. (laughs) But, so do you know why this card is so special, though? I'm I'm sure you're about to tell me. It's the first squirrel legendary. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, the the thing that I was saying is, like, it's kind of weird that it's not primarily in green. Um, though I have some theories why that is, and maybe we'll get to that when we well, get to... Like, well, there's like six squirrels, right? In all of magic. Yeah. And aren't, and they're all green. So, like, why wasn't this one, like, at least the primary color green, I well, guess? Well, like, like, snickering squirrel is a mono-black squirrel. Well, that's a, that's a new one in Unsanctioned, isn't it? Yeah, but it still counts. I, okay, in, in the I guess. In the history of squirrel lore. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> I suppose. But the acorns kind of remind me of energy, which we all know that was yep. a broken mechanic. Mm-hmm. So is acorn about to become the new most broken mechanic? Dude, I hope so. <laughs> it's going to be a 10 on the storm scale. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay. what was that What was that card that, like, Aetherworks... Marvel, it's gonna be like squirrel, acorn, Marvel. Oh, okay, yeah, I exactly. Don't <laughs> I don't, I don't play any EDH. I don't know about Aetherworks Marvel. You don't play any EDH? What are you talking about? We only play no, like, EDH. You, I know, I only play EDH, so I don't know about Aetherworks Marvel. Oh, I see what. You, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> getting back on track. Getting back on track. Anything else you want to say about the first squirrel legendary? I don't know. It's like it encourages you to play squirrels, and but the problem is like, all right, you can get like what six squirrel energy, unless you're playing like, unless you start getting like squirrel tokens from like deep forest druid or like deranged hermit, like you're just not going to get that much that many acorn counters. <laughs> I mean, it also says whenever you cast a spell with Squirrel in its art, so that opens up maybe ten more cards. <laughs> wow, such a robust archetype. This can I, only I don't get, know. This can only like, get better with time. I don't know, just because like I don't know what's like the history of squirrels and art in Magic, in the art itself. So I yeah, 
Who knows? You should just play Morophon, the true uh, squirrel commander. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's right. I guess that's true. Hmm. <laughs> no, don't do that. So I guess Morophon was the first squirrel legendary? Who knows? No, not really. Okay. Next, we have a Stet Draconic Proofreader. Four red red legendary creature, Dragon Bureaucrat. He has flying. Whenever Stet attacks, you may exile a card from your graveyard. When you do, Stet deals four damage to any target whose name begins with the same letter as the exiled card. And then for one white, delete the first letter of target permanent or player's name until end of turn. So, for example, if I were playing against Blake, I would pay a white, and then I could turn his name from Blake into Lake. Yeah. And then, then if I another, ne- and you could pay another white, and then I just become ache. I don't know if it stacks like that because B is the first letter of your name. We need to get Mark Rosewater in here for those like <laughs> rules Obscure. flavor thing. Yeah, is is gum food? Yeah, that's a ruling he had to do. Um, and I think the ruling was gum is not food. And like, can you remove your uh, like pants at instant speed? <laughs> something like that i forget In what response. the verdict was for that <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> mm-hmm. but if, flir- if you're ever flirting with somebody just say i could take my pants off at instant speed it'll work every time i'm sure <laughs> that's the real way to like pick up women <laughs> just anybody i don't know I, I don't think if you go up to someone and say like i can take off my pants at instant i feel like they'd be a little more scared or concerned of you they'd be like oh jesus get out of here get on my face i was doing some reading for once (laughs) wow such big yeah i know and mark was talking about how they try to give this dragon the most un-dragon job that they could think of and so that's why he's like a proofreader so it's he's the just, most undragon you could think of. He's just staying inside, not getting around out much, and just reading books. Apparently. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of Smog, who just did nothing but stay inside until he got pissed one day. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, that'd be kind of cool if we could... If I could do an altar of this card with Smog. But <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Boros commander we always needed, by the way. Just kidding. Yes, this breaks Boros. <laughs> <laughs> Number one best Boros commander now. Okay. Uh, Next right. card. Yeah, we have uh, Pipa, Ju- Duchess of Dice. It is two and a green for a legendary creature, noble, human noble. It has two and a green tap. Roll a six-sided die. It becomes a green die creature token with power and toughness each equal to its result. And then it also has for two and a blue tap. Reroll any die. Um, activate this ability only anytime it makes sense, which is really funny. And why is that? Just it, instead of saying at sorcery speed or at instant speed. Oh, okay. I mean, usually, usually it's know, like acti- usually it's like activate this ability only at sorcery speed, but it's like ah, just whenever it makes sense. I mean, I think that just gives it up to interpretation. Of yeah, you could justify it for almost any time. So I guess it could be almost always instant speed it sort of reminds me of like uh with mystic forge where it's like 
just for no reason. It's like I look at the top of my deck. All right, I do nothing. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. just like troll people. Oh, I'm gonna re-roll it. If you have the mana, you can just do it for no reason. Yeah. Right. Um. So dice rolling may not seem too complex, but it's often reserved for the unsets. Just because sometimes play it be, sometimes play into real magic. Uh, when it plays into real magic, it comes down to luck, dice rolling, and I don't think they want to make any cards that end up being tournament staples, quote unquote, that rely on luck. Yeah, and so that's like the closest we get is like coin flipping, right? I think so. And even then, they're kind of like, yeah, not going to make anything too powerful where it comes down to that. Uh, I, yeah, I just want to say that this card, like, at least mechanic-wise, it didn't really make much sense to me why it had the activated abilities that it did. But then, like, the flavor text says, when it came to following her orders, it was do or die. Which I'm like, alright, I guess that kind of warrants the activated abilities, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And it's like, and then, blue, blue and green is like the Simic colors, it's all about change, and so it's like you're changing the nature of a die, it's changing numbers, so I guess that works. I think you're going into it just a little too much for the unsets, but... Allow me to explain in depth <laughs> for my five-hour TED Talk. <laughs> Why this unset magic card is <laughs> the way that dice. it is. Dimension the dice, kids. Dungeon Dice Monsters. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. yeah. Alright, last... Right. <laughs> last new commander. Surgeon crossed out general commander. So, three and a green legendary creature. Wombat, bat, chameleon. <laughs> Whenever you augment, enchant, or mutate a creature you control, draw a card. Tap, add white, blue, black, red, or green to your mana pool. I think it's pretty simple, straightforward. I'm lost. I'm so confused. This actually actually (laughs) makes sense. Shut up. Yeah, I mean, the the part that makes this, like, un, I think is its name, the creature type, and the fact that it relies on you playing maybe augment stuff, which is when you can play two creatures or play one creature and then play like a second half on top of that creature to like make a whole new creature that's bigger and more powerful so i think if we do get to be able to play edh with a lot of these cards i think this card will definitely make for quite a few decks because people will really want to be able to play an augment deck also, uh, if you're confused by the word mutate like I was, apparently it's going to be a real black border mechanic, um, Mark Rosewater has said, and a lot of people are suspecting that it's going to be one of the mechanics in Ikoria, uh, which is pretty, like, pretty, uh, you know, it's like a little Easter egg that they hid in here, which is pretty cool. It's kind of like when they had the. Zendikar set they had Zendikar then the second Zendikar World Wake and on it or in World Wake they had uh, 
the Eye of Ugin, I think, mm-hmm. was the land. And it referenced Eldrazi's, but at that point we didn't know any Eldrazi's. So mm-hmm. people were like, what? what? What's an Eldrazi? And then they announced, like, Attack of the Eldrazi's! <laughs> and then you're like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. So right. that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm realizing... I guess I didn't, re- didn't realize that Mutate wasn't a thing, because I kind of thought, like, that meant... I, I guess I was thinking of Adapt. From... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or monstrosity, but good point, good point, and I bet that is where it's going to come from. Also, kind of now on a different note, this I don't know. Like I don't actually hear many people talk about. You know, this card is obviously like a reference to like commander as a and like general, and like I have always gotten used to calling the format EDH and the card slot the commander. Like, it's really weird whenever someone says, like, whenever I hear someone in a podcast where I go to, like, the LGS and someone says the general, I'm just like, eh, this feels wrong, it feels weird. But it's like, once Watsi officially... It was made, a decorated general with a heart of gold. And like in them to all the stories he told. He passed down from battles of legends of his He's a veteran in his own time. On the battlefield, he gained respect for fame. <sighs> you actually went to see Hamilton, didn't you? No, this was this is a real song, The General. Oh. Uh, by <laughs> Dispatch. Oh. It's one of my favorite songs. I'm kind of blanking at the moment because I'm drunk. We're going to get copyrighted. <laughs> no, no, no. I sang it too badly. No one will ever know. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. All right. All right. Well, is there any more cards we should mention before wrapping up your guy? One more. <laughs> and this might be the most important one we talk about. It's the Flavor Judge. <laughs> one white creature bird advisor. Tap, choose target spell or ability that target a permanent you control. Then ask a person outside the game if the story of what will happen makes sense. If they say no, sacrifice Flavor Judge and counter that spell or ability. <laughs> and I think the only reason why I wanted to talk about it was just because, like, we owe it a lot to Mark for bringing us cards like this. And this is definitely paying homage to him when he was dressed up in a chicken suit as a quote-unquote referee for one of the tournaments of the unsets when it first got released (laughs) so it's pretty cool and i think it's just funny and it's really on flavor ha 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 so that's all i had to say (laughs) really all right it's just some more like magic history in there for you i guess all right Sounds good. I won't be buying this uh, set, but I can always still appreciate all the cards and all the effort that went into it. And, you know, if you you meet me at an LGS, you know, maybe just talk to me at the end of the night after I've had a few drinks with me, and maybe I'll just play against your squirrel commander. Yeah, I might buy this, just because I would also like to play with it as the set that it's played as. And I think getting people into magic with this is also really cool, because it's kind of not too serious it kind of is still fun i think for people who don't know magic 
Like, it's not parroting too many things that Magic has done, but... I feel, I feel like you have to be, like, a veteran player to play with these cards, though, because it's, like, the game is already hard enough, and then this is, like, I don't know, building on top of that. Mate, I don't know. I You can probably make an argument for both of the ways, I think, but it's okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We hope you had a great night. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes. You can check out our YouTube channel. We are on Twitter at WizardStaff101. And we are on Gmail. Send us an email, please, at thewizardstaff101 at gmail.com. We hope you had a great time, and we'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace.